right, everyone. Welcome to the Higher Points Podcast. Coming at you with another To The Point with my buddy Nate Hyatt. We're doing a little bit different this time where we're going to be doing a little bit of a question and answer session that I'm sure most of you saw on our uh, social media as well as uh, on our, our stories and stuff like that. Just kind of asking for some input on some questions. And so we're just going to start taking some of those now. So you want to take it away with the first one? And if, uh, if it's something that I have any expertise on or an opinion, I can answer and then if you have anything, like there's some that like I probably have know nothing about. So I think you know something about this one. <laughs> so this one is uh this one's from my buddy Mitch. Um he uh asks thoughts on how federal legalization could reduce opioid abuse in athletes. And so federal legalization meaning marijuana, obviously. Um you know that's a tough one because it just really depends on like how big pharma keeps pushing the the opioids and how doctors keep pushing opioids for pain management um, after the fact. You know, like if it gets to a point where they're prescribing um, marijuana and met or medical marijuana for pain and this and that, you know, it, it could possibly help. Um, but if... Big Pharma still controls it the way they do now. I don't see it changing much because they're just going to keep pushing their envelope. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from its out-face value with what cannabinoids bring to the table, the science is definitely very definitive with the anti-inflammatory, the anti-pain, the um, anti-nausea, and all that other good stuff. Like, it does have medical benefits. Science proves that. There's no you know, arguing that point. But I think it's a lot more complex than that, like you're talking about. It just depends. I mean, when you start getting money involved and you're potentially looking at uh, hurting the profit margins of those pharmaceutical companies, I mean, they could buy stuff up and make it harder to get, make it more expensive, make it um, less available. I mean, let's face it, they've got billions and billions and billions of dollars to be able to be able to do stuff like that so the big pharma companies are going to make it to where whatever they're making money on is going to be what athletes are getting and you know we've got a long ways to go with drug testing with like the ncaa the nfl all these big corporations on their drug testing and their policies in order to where athletes can actually use um cannabinoids Yes, the strongman, strongman actually just made it to where they can. Like it's it's off the list. Like cannabinoids are where you can use it. You can do steroids and be a strongman. Well, but I'm saying (laughs) in professional strongman, it used to be that you were drug tested for that, and it was a no go. Yeah. So it's which is a step in the right direction, but it's I think it's going to be a long process for uh, your like high school athletes and college athletes and professional athletes to really benefit. From cannabinoids. So. Well, uh, another one that I had, I guess, is, um, I guess this would be for both of us. It's from my wife. If you could go back in time and leave a letter for your younger self, what advice would you give yourself knowing what you know now? I've had some time to think about this one. And I don't know. I, I, I personally wouldn't write the letter if it were me because I wouldn't be where I'm at and I wouldn't have the lessons that I know if I didn't experience some of the things that I was maybe a dumbass and experienced. 
So I, I personally probably would not. I would choose to kind of be like Doc in Back to the Future. You know how he's always like, "You can't alter the timeline, Marty. You can't. You, you can't take the sports almanac back with you. You'll alternate the timeline." And and that's kind of where, like, I guess I'm at with it. Is is I probably wouldn't write that letter. I'd probably just continue to allow myself to have whatever experiences it was to make me where I'm at now. I don't regret anything. Well, okay, I regret some things. Don't get me wrong, but I'm happy with where I'm at. I'm, I'm happy to be here with you, Nate. <laughs> oh, you're going to make me sound like a bad guy if I say something now. <laughs> I'm taking the high road on this one. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, well, I mean, you were sitting over there, like, you know, thinking about it and processing and what you wanted to say. Just say what you want to say. I mean, it's it, not a competition. This kind of ties into, like, one of the other questions I got, and it's, what's one thing you wish you understood earlier in life? This is from a college friend, uh, Tiana. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like that kind of ties in together yeah, a little let's, bit. let's do it. One thing I wish I understood earlier would be like the hard work it actually takes to have success. You know, I grew up, thought I was a hard worker, you know, um, in college, thought I worked hard, like to get my spot on the football team. Um, where I'm at now, like if I worked as hard then as I do now, like in the weight room and like really understand how things work, this and that, like with the human body and like targeting different muscle groups, this and that, you know, I could have been probably twice athlete I was. Um, and just the work ethic wasn't the same then, you know, and obviously there was different priorities when I was in high school and college than just like mental health wasn't even on my radar, you know, it's not something I wanted to talk about then. And, you know, that's been something that's really helped is putting mental health on my radar and really um, coming my own and figuring that out. It, I mean, it's not a solved puzzle by any means, but it's something I've got a better understanding of. So for me, it would be listen more, talk less. I found myself because I, I, I did have an understanding of things and my comprehension of things comes decently easy as far as if, if there's something new that I want to learn about or want to know about, I Google it, I research it, I understand it. So I always found myself maybe interrupting or talking over people or maybe being a little bit arrogant and thinking that I kind of knew everything when I was uh, younger. And sometimes I still do that. I'm, I'm not perfect on that. So I think, yeah, to, uh, listen more, talk less would probably be what I knew earlier. So your turn, Kimosabi. Oh, next one. Well, I guess, eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Everything's got to be fair. This is 2022. It's my turn. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's from my dad, Alvin Sowers Jr., and he wants to know our top three favorite memories. <laughs> um, one, uh, I'll, I'll just do like a college memory. Um, one of my, one of the best memories from college was our 2017 win against Tabor. We uh, won with no time left on the clock, won the KCAC championship that game. Freaking awesome. Never going to forget that game. Um, high school. High school. We'll go back a little further. Um, actually, recent. We'll go my more recent memory. You know, just getting into strong, man. You know, uh, my first competition. First time I competed in four years, three years. And that was that was awesome, getting back into it. And getting was that Kansas in. Strongest? No. Or no, a, not our uh, Taste of Strongman? Yeah. The Taste, Taste of Strongman? Okay. Yep. And that was 
awesome getting back into that competition <clears throat> and being physical again yep yep just i don't know just getting that competitive drive back you know it's uh, just i miss that so. yeah a little bit of familiarity there yeah and then you know just growing up on the farm you know learning from my grandpa and dad and driving tractors sprayers anything you name it um it was hard work at the time and it kind of sucked or i thought it sucked but looking back now it's like man those are some good memories grandma always bringing me food to the field every day and just i don't know working hard i wish somebody would have told me back in those times that these are the best days of your life you know i was always in such a hurry to grow up i want to drive a car i want to get this job i want to do this that and the other and you look back on that and those were some of the best days of my life definitely Not, simpler my grandma didn't bring me food to the field though I yeah lived, i lived in a city that was so. nice Flicks ate a lot of flicks. <clears throat> I've never been there. Really? Yeah. I've heard it's really good, though. It is. It's good food. I haven't been for a while. We should go. Okay. Definitely. When you're not cutting weight for yeah. a contest like you are right now. That's right. Uh, this, this episode's actually to come out after the contest, so we'll see. Hopefully, I compete good this weekend. We'll see. No. You mean when you compete good this weekend. We'll be talking about your first place finish on the next podcast. We'll see about that. <laughs> I love your positive mindset there. Um. For me, my top three favorite memories, uh, I guess just to roll, I guess two of them in one because they're basically the same thing, was when my wife walked around the corner for our first date when I, like, you know, back in MySpace when I met her, like, talked to her on MySpace and was like, hey, you want to go out on the, watch a movie or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's actually how that happened. Um, Freaking old man. And she, <laughs> and she walked around the corner and she was in this, like, black and pink, like, pinstripe, uh, like, I don't know, sure. I'm not a man. I don't know what the technical... Or I, I'm a man. You're I'm not, not a man. man. <laughs> hey, man, it's 2022. I can identify how I want. Anyway, right. um, I'm a man. I don't know the technical name of the shirt or whatever, but I saw her and I was like, damn. I'm like, you agreed to go on a date with me? Like, what? <laughs> well, I had that same thing when she walked around the corner uh, for our wedding, when I saw her in her wedding dress for the first time. Because we kind of did traditionally where I didn't get to see her until ceremony and when she walked around the corner and i saw her for the first time i was like oh wow like i almost broke down crying like i had to keep myself from crying so that was that's like two in one i guess um i cried at my wedding yeah because you were freaking hung over <laughs> and you were like because I, I knew my life was about to end i want to go to sleep <laughs> i want to go to sleep i'm so hung over right now oh i sweat through my uh my gray suit pants i sweat clean through those things it was i mean it was on a beach in florida and your body sweating out the middle of summer like what you did to it the previous night yeah <laughs> it was hot though <clears throat> nelson you could see yeah never mind <laughs> <laughs> okay based on the the I'm, I'm so glad we don't have video because your body language of what you just did there i'm going to continue with this before we continue to devolve yep. we, we love you nelson love you nelly um <laughs> I said my second favorite memory would be, so we were playing, I was playing on a, um, a f baseball, like little league baseball team. And baseball was always something I was really good at. I never, my dad would play catch with me all the time, hit balls to me. So I was like really proficient at ball handling and throwing and all that other good stuff. And proficient so at ball <clears throat> <handling>. <laughs> you're such a dick. I'm talking about my favorite <laughs> memories and this is where you have to go with it and ruin it. Sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> Uh, I hope you never mind. 
I'm not going to say that. Um, but um, I remember the Bryce Soken, no, Will Godfrey actually was the kid that was up to bat and he hit a long, like deep ball to right field. And I was the right fielder. And I remember seeing that ball and I was just like, just started just taking off running after it and did a straight up like major league baseball, like jump, stretch, catch the ball and like land. And I remember getting up and seeing my dad like just jumping up in the air, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like good job, you know, and um, kind of like you did when I was at the um, Midwest Strongest when you were just like, during like, the whoa, carry. you know, during the Husa carry and. So that was another really good memory. Um, Were you a giant then too? Uh, I was, you know, t- taller than other kids and chubbier than other kids too. <laughs> but uh, it was it was an amazing, amazing catch. Um, and, you know, and then I hit a I hit a home run in little league too, which was kind of unheard of with kids at that time. So that was kind of cool. But anyway, um, <clears throat> and just like really, time in general within my grandparents was just uh, just. I could keep going and going and going on those. Yeah, so, I feel that. My grandparents, they took us on trips when we were younger and like 5, 10, 15-year trips, and those are some really good memories too. My grandma took me and my cousin Ryan on a um, our 20-year trip. We went to uh, Costa Rica with her, and that was a fun trip. Costa Rica, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, it's a pretty little country. Did you have one, another one from like Lauren, wasn't it? Or did you already ask that one? Uh, no, I haven't asked that one yet. Okay. Um, what are some of the things you did to develop a more positive mindset? Got my heart tore out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That was part of the process. But I don't know. I you know I started listening to like motivational podcasts, like Real AF. Um, read some books that were recommended to me extreme ownership was a good one um it just talks about i mean taking ownership in what you do and doing everything with a purpose you know um if you guys are looking for something to read it's a great one that one and dichotomy of a leader those are both really good books i'd actually recommend dichotomy first and then extreme ownership. I'm reading Dichotomy now. I started it the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it were me, I know that's not the way they were published or typically how they're read. They're both the same format book, though, right? Yeah. But, yeah. but I think it's extreme ownership because it talks about extreme ownership. Like you can literally take ownership a little bit too far, where you're like Derek was talking about, where you can, um, where you can shoulder maybe a little bit too much. Yeah. Whereas dichotomy is kind of like, okay, bring it back just a little bit, guys. Of It's it's a dichotomy. It's a back and forth. Um, but like for me, it, for me, it's uh, – I can't really think of anything. One thing is just kind of a, a choice for me of there was a little bit of what I call health healthy self-loathing of like you're fat. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> you're not doing anything. You're a poor excuse for a husband. Um, you are – just not doing things right, not doing things adequately. You're not doing things manly. And so uh, I can't really, I mean, I I did listen to things like Ryan Mickler's Order of Man, but I really struggled with that after kind of having my mental renaissance because it was like, you were listening to this podcast and it didn't help you, you hypocrite. So it took me a minute to kind of get back into that podcast. I started started listening to it since you sent it to me. Yeah. um, 
for uh, me, it was just kind of a choice, not really a. I, I agree with that too. You know, like I was in a spot where I couldn't, wasn't getting things done, getting things done at the business like I needed to on the farm, my personal life. Obviously, I didn't get it done in my marriage. You know, like, and I just needed to make a change. Otherwise, like, I don't know. I mean, I was honestly suicidal there for a little while. Like, thought about offing myself. <laughs> So I just, there just woke up and needed to make a change. Did you feel like that, that kind of like hitting, hitting that rock bottom, I guess? And it's like, wow, if I'm at this point, it can't go much deeper. Now. The only, at this point, I can only go up from it's here. Like, Damn, this girl really <clears throat> loved me. And I kind of shut her out, pushed her away a little bit because I wasn't helping myself. So it's time to help myself. <laughs> need to pick myself up out of this hole. Yep. And I mean, I'm not, not done by any means. Like I've still got a long ways to go. It's a process. Also, uh, Rachel Waterhouse asked us on Instagram who our favorite female strongman team was other than the ladies that we train with. She's just trying to get some free advertising. <laughs> <out of this. sighs> but really, uh, you know, this, uh, there's a group of girls at top crop and they call themselves sturdy bitches. Um, because they are, yeah, <laughs> they very much are. And they're doing Nate always says there's something in the water there. There is, and it's I don't know. They're doing some awesome things, you know, and they're really um, pushing hard, they're lifting some heavy weights. I'm like, damn, that girl almost deadlifts as much as me, <laughs> <laughs> or more than me. Yeah, not some of them. It's they do some impressive things, and I know they take a lot of backlash from people. Um, Saying you guys are doing things the wrong form, wrong technique. You shouldn't be lifting heavy weights. Fuck that. Lift those heavy weights, you know. Like, those people that are saying that, they probably ain't even getting off the couch. Yeah. They're doing 12-ounce curls at home, so just let them talk. Yep, I agree with that. Keep doing you. Um, you know, And we've had the opportunity to train with them a couple of times, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, the environment was fun. It was a lot of, uh, great times, you know, and especially they usually finish their strongman Sundays and then beer comes out and I'm just like, wait a minute, isn't this kind of counterintuitive to the whole like gym lifestyle? But this is amazing. I like this. This yeah. is cool. Those post-workout recovery beers are always the best. Well, that and usually or my, margaritas. yeah, my always shows up with like this huge spread of food that I'm she excited ends about up panning out. Pound town. Pound cakes is the trophies. Man, I hope I win one of those trophies. <laughs> uh, well, I had another question from a friend of mine, Ryan Jordan, and he wanted to know, uh, like, when it came to your farm, were there any state regulations or things that you've taken into account to have security on your farm to keep people out of your stuff or to keep people from stealing your plants? You know, we really haven't had a huge issue with it. We uh, set up some trail cams, and we had, oh, last year we had, like, four or five cars that pulled into the back drive and just kind of looked, but we've never really had any issues with things disappearing. Um, I think they meant more like with the plants themselves. Okay. Got you. We haven't had any plants really run off. Um, When it comes to medical, we are going to have to have security, you know, right now in the rate, well, the previous um, bill, like we would have had to have 24 seven, like someone there 24 seven watching the area, you know, arm security, all this stuff um they're talking about scale sign me up coach yeah they're talking about scaling that 
So, like, a smaller grow wouldn't have to have people there 24-7. You know, you could have fences and security cameras and this and that to bring the cost down for people who are growing, like, 500 plants. You know, it, it, we couldn't make it work paying someone 24-7 to yeah. be there. Don't forget my quad nods. Yeah, just, and... we'll just uh, stick Grandma out there. <laughs> Actually, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to fight her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she would definitely outlast me, that's for sure. Yeah, she... She, she'd try and shoot you. <laughs> so uh, I get a question for you that I've been thinking about. Uh-oh. How you been feeling after this last podcast? Last one? Better. Yeah. A lot better. You know, actually, <clears throat> so it released Monday. We're sitting here. It's Thursday. Um, and all day Monday, I was an anxious, stressed mess. Oh, man. I was just... And, you know, I think it was a little bit I was worried about the people um, that I talked about on that podcast, hearing about it and reaching out and this and that. And um, I did hear that my ex-wife found out about it and that she was pissed to start, but I never heard anything. I'm assuming after she listened to it, she probably wasn't as pissed. Well, she probably had the thought process of it being a bash session on her. Yeah, which, which I, wasn't I really, that at all. I really tried not to do that. Um, well, I mean, it, it it was a it was a the marriage is the fifty fifty. It's a back and forth. Yeah, and I think you spent more time focused on you and what you did wrong, which yeah. is why I asked you in the beginning, "What's your mind's eye? What do you want out of this?" Yeah, and so I was really nervous about that, and I I don't know. We'll see. See if they reach out. You know, I could see some disgruntled old partners possibly reaching out about it. But you know what? At the end of the day, more downloads for us. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, we actually, or actually I should say Nate, bought both of us some uh, celebratory cigars that we have sitting on the ta- edge of the table here in the studio that whenever we make it to that thousandth download, which right now as we sit, we are at 992. Eight more downloads. So let's just say when this podcast release, we're for sure going to be smoking those stogies in celebration. Yep. Key so West, baby. We just want to say, like, thank you. I mean, we've got a 1,000 downloads in over, I mean, since November. I mean, to me, that is mind-blowing. I never, like, I was thinking this thing would start off with, like, maybe 5 or 10, maybe 20 downloads mm-hmm. a month. And I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I didn't set a goal in my mind or anything like that. And this is, it's been good. This has been amazing. Yeah. Um, And you know, people reaching out and coming up to me, talking to me at the gym, you know, like that you said that it like it made your day, you know, that makes my day too, you know, knowing that we're helping people and like we're on the right path with it. You know, that really, really means a lot to us. Yeah, for sure does. Um, that that feedback, both good and bad, but I mean, especially that positive feedback that we received. Just uh, and we hear that people are hearing it from people that are you know like listening, and then they forward it to somebody, and then you know they're getting we're getting feedback you know kind of third party through other people and stuff too as well. And so you know again, we're just truly humbled, and you know this has kind of been our goal from the beginning was just we never really had a. Like, we're going to be Joe Rogan. You know, that's not what we, we got into this with our mindset, but, um, (laughs) you, I didn't, um, 
but you know, it's, it's been really cool just to see it grow and to continue to have these conversations. I mean, I took my kid or I took Eli and two of his friends out to or out for like a day or an evening to like, just hang out. You know, they wanted to go to McDonald's and eat. So I took them, of course I indulged. Um, and, uh, but it was interesting because remember how you and I talked in the gym about how we spend too much time behind our devices. So the whole trip from these dudes' houses, and my kid has his phone has been taken away right now for other issues, but the entire time on the trip to Hutch, they were like on their phones swiping TikTok the whole time. And, and they, they were still conversating. They were still having a conversation, showing each other videos and stuff. So, and I didn't necessarily have a problem with that. And then we sat down at McDonald's and it was just kind of like silence and everybody's on, or I shouldn't say everybody, but the other two were like on their phones, just scrolling TikTok. And I was just like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Like we sat down here, we're together here in this moment. You know, you and I right now, we could be playing on our phones. We could be scrolling Instagram. Like you couldn't, you, even I'm sitting here running my mouth, you could be scrolling, scrolling through Instagram. Like, I don't care what this guy's saying. Hurry up and finish so I can go home. <laughs> um, but it, it's just, uh, been cool to kind of get out away from that and silence our phones and well while there are certain times that we look at them or answer text to certain people and stuff but have you uh listened to andy's most one of his more recent ones he talks about phones in it and he says something about how like 15 years from now we're gonna look at like the way they marketed phones and social media and all this stuff he thinks we're gonna look at that marketing similar to like the way the opioids and yeah. pharmaceuticals have been marketed to us because they really do. I mean, people are addicted and it controls their lives. And, you know, an addiction is something that it throws off like other parts of your life. You know, like if it's getting in the way of you getting things done that need to be done, in my eyes, it's an addiction, you know. Um, and people have a hard time getting their daily tasks done sometimes because they're scrolling Instagram. You know, I'm no saint, obviously, like I I do the same thing. I've got a timer set on my Instagram, 30 minutes a day. Most days I hit that. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time it's late in the day before I do hit that 30 minutes. Well, the one thing I thought that was coolest was I saw a um, story of his where he talked about how in social media wasn't made to like connect us and everything like they originally made it out to be. It's like data mining and able to be market to us and gather data about us to be able to profit from us. And he talked about how those people, the, the very product that they put out is what's going to lead to their undoing. They got cocky. And I'm curious of watching that unravel because Andy Frisilla hasn't been wrong about much. There's some shit going down. It's going to get wild. Well, I think it's interesting that... Did you hear that uh, they invoked the War Powers Act in Canada that they haven't done since World War II over this whole trucker debacle thing? And being pro-Trump is enough to get your bank account shut down in Canada. That's insane. Yeah. And and I had a buddy that was in Hawaii that was like, well, well but, but they're blocking major highways. Like, yeah, because... The citizenry that voted to put those people in are tired of those people and their rules, and they are done, and they are speaking out. Just wait until they storm the Capitol. And yeah, and uh, and so 
as the elected officials, they should be saying, oh, wow, the overwhelming majority of the people that put me here don't want this, so I shouldn't do it. Yeah. Why does it have to take shutting down an effing highway for you to listen to us? I mean, that just further proves when they're invoking War Powers Acts and shutting down GoFundMes and all that other kind of stuff, it's not about you. It's never been about the mandates. It's never been about keeping you from getting COVID. It's never been about any of that other kind of stuff. It's about how much control they have and how much money they are making, how much they're lining their pockets and their their ultra-rich friends' pockets. Because when the COVID mandates happened, I guarantee when it started that uh, High Point Farms on Main Street in Hutchinson, Kansas shut down, didn't it? I think they did. It wasn't High Point Farms then. It would have been CBD Nation. Well, COVID okay, started. sorry, but I'm saying, let's say it happened. Your your parents would oh, have, okay. your parents would have shut down, right? Yeah, I would have shut but down. what didn't shut down? Walmart, mm-hmm. Target, Dylan's, the big stores, those big box stores like that. So what? Like, why are we you know, crowding thousands of people into like one area if we're trying to keep them from getting a disease? I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> or a couple. Yeah, like COVID was an attack on small business. You know, the middle class. Well, look at how much, look at how much, like, like a, the transfer group? of money. Oh, my Yes. God. And how many places went out of business or were forced into being bought by some of those bigger companies because they had no other option? Hey, now's the time. Start your company. American-made small business. We're about to blow up. American-made companies. It's, it's going to be where it's at. Dude, my thing is I will pay extra money, like, if it is American made and like, I have no problem paying extra money. Let's do this. I, I don't care if I can get it $7 cheaper somewhere else. You know, most of you guys that are listening, like you probably buy your stuff from Dylan's or Walmart or whatever, you know, um, go talk to your local farmers, you know, buy some eggs from them. They're meat, you know, a lot of them, like they do two to three cows a year and they sell it to family. They could do the same for you too. Like, go talk to your farmers. They, they would they be probably more, be than, more happy. than happy to oh, get they some of that extra it. income. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's actually more affordable. Okay, so, like, the way I look at it, you buy a, a cow from a farmer, you get a butchered, you're overpaying for hamburger, underpaying for steaks. Yeah. But your quality of meat is so much better than if you buy it from Dillon's or Walmart. Yeah. I wouldn't argue with that one bit. I mean, and, and that's not to say that, like, I understand people had to go get groceries. That makes sense to me and everything. But why did they only have to get groceries at those places? Yeah. That's the part that didn't make sense to me. Yep. You know, why Why can't I go get groceries at wherever I want? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm all about in supporting local. That's what we're all about. You know, we try and get everything. We try and source as much locally as we can. I mean, obviously, our whole process is done in Kansas. Um, we... <laughs> Like for our Valentine's Day bags, Christmas bags, we get the bags from manufactured here in Hutch. Um, I don't know. We just try and do as much local business as possible. We carry um, local products from uh, Butler Gold uh, in Wichita, South Bend, Melissa in uh, Great Bend, um, CBD Nation, um, Ken in uh, Topeka, and he actually. Um, is the one that manufactures a lot of our products. So, I mean, it's... And aren't you looking at getting some of that primal beef jerky here, too? Yep, some primal beef jerky. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have them on the podcast, too, right? To kind yep. of talk about I don't about know if you guys have ever tried primal beef jerky. I know there's some and a few uh, grocery stores here in Hutch, and uh, they've got it at Home Lumber there in Sterling. 
Um, but it's made here in Hudson, Kansas, and it's good stuff. They've got six different flavors, I think, and it's fairly affordable. I think it's ten ninety nine a bag. Um, it's a lot better than any beef jerky you're going to buy at Casey's or gas stations. So We're already at like 33 minutes. Yeah. We, we ranted on COVID. And it happens. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy doing this stuff. It's kind of a little bit release, and I enjoy... Uh, Other than when you're anxious waiting for a podcast to release. Yeah, but you know <laughs> what? Those anxious feelings, you know, I'd do that. I told Nick I'd do that a thousand times over again to, like... Just for yeah, that the one, people re- just that for one, the one, the one dude that in the gym. Out to me. Yeah. yeah, it's it's worth it. So um, we just uh, we really appreciate you guys, and we uh, hope to keep listening, hope to keep sharing, leave us a review, um, follow us at the higher points, ask us some dang questions, um, and we'll uh, give you a shout out on the show and uh, on our social media. So we. Uh, We appreciate everybody and uh, hope you guys have a good evening. Catch up with you next time.